Hey, Dr. Mike here. So you've heard of arteries. I know you've heard of veins, but have you ever heard of lymph vessels? Well, you know, they are very important to your overall health. Stay tuned to learn more. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm your host, Dr. Mike, and I'm with my co-host, Dr. Crystal Gossard. What a wonderful topic we have today. You know, you heard in the teaser about arteries, about veins. You guys know how important those are, right? But what about lymph tissue? Have you ever heard of the lymphatic system? This is a very important system that kind of parallels the circulatory system in your body, acts kind of like a drainage to get rid of some gunk in, the, in your system, uh, helps the immune system fight cancers and infection. And we're going to talk about how to support uh, your lymph system today. And we got a very, very special guest. Very happy that Dr. Gerald M. Lamole came, uh, is here today with us. Um, he, listen, his bio makes me feel very inadequate. That's all I'm going to tell you. Um, he has like a two page bio, mine's a paragraph. He's been a medical director. He's been the chief of cardiovascular surgery. He performed the first open heart um, operation in the state of Delaware. He has written over 150 articles, book chapters, and editorials for professional publications. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Uh, so many books. It's, um, it's unbelievable how busy, Dr. Lamole, you are. And the latest book he's written is called Lymph and Longevity. Uh, Dr. Lamole, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for inviting me, and it's good to be with you. So let's, I, I, again, I, I don't know how many listeners do know what the lymphatic system is. So let's start there, just real high level. What What is the lymphatic system, and what's its role in human health? Well, it's interesting. As you mentioned, it, it has a function of clearing toxins, but it also has other functions. It delivers messenger signals from tissue to the general organs of the body and then sends back signals to the specific tissue that's being attacked, whether it being attacked by outside sources or endogenous or sources of your own metabolism that are causing harm. So this serves as the the system to send messages back and forth. It serves as the system to deliver fat and heavy molecules of protein so whenever there's a molecule that's too big to get in through the capillaries, uh, it will go into the lymphatics and then the lymphatics will drain. Unfortunately, the lymphatics don't have any heart muscle to squeeze it and beat it. So what it relies on is the muscles of your body ex- working and the arterial pulsations next to it. You know, when we were in medical school, they always taught us about the neurovascular bundle and it was nerve artery vein. They never mentioned the lymphatics, but there's always a lymph vessel going along with it, but you can't see it. It's easy, easily missed. It's small. And that's one of the reasons why there's been such a dearth of information about it, because it's hard to measure. It has a low pressure system. It's very finite and small so that, and we know it's involved in the immune system, but we didn't really know the extent of it the interest in it has come in the recent past because of its relationship to cancer. But in, in fact, it's, its relationship to every chronic degenerative disease is important. 
And what we did, what we saw and what this book is about is how it relates to cardiovascular, neurologic, gastrointestinal, obesity, diabetes, and all these chronic degenerative diseases have an important function with the lymphatic system. If you, you know, in the old days, I don't know if you people are old enough to remember this, but in the department stores, there was this tunnel of uh, glass that they'd send a message in and they'd stick it into the, and the vacuum would suck it through and push it through. Yeah, I, I, remember I do that. remember that. Right. <laughs> Am I aging myself? <laughs> there you are. But so this, think of the lymphatic system as this system that you put messages in and send to different parts of your body. Now, if that's stenosed or sclerotic or sluggish, you're gonna, the message is gonna be delayed. So what that means is if a toxin, an irritant comes in, whether you created it or it came from the outside, there's gonna be delay of an inflammatory reaction. So the toxin is gonna to make more damage or yeah. if it's a tumor cell or what have you, it's gonna be there longer. So that delays it. And the second part of that is there, once everything's under control, messages are sent back to the body saying, shut this inflammatory process off and send the reparative and uh, uh, cells and, and signals that will cut down the inflammation. And that gets delayed if the lymphatics aren't working. Yeah. So the, yeah. the, the book is titled Lymph and Longevity. Um, I, I just have a quick question, and Dr. Crystal, I know is going to is going to go into a lot more detail. I, how many physicians today do you think, Dr. Lamole, would be surprised that you've titled your book "Lymph and Longevity"? I think most doctors would 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 like agree with lymph and cancer, but yeah. you're really tying this to way be things way beyond the immune system. Do you think that would be surprising to a lot of conventional doctors today? Very much so. I think most physicians do not recognize or uh, most of the work is done at basic science with PhDs in the research lab. So the last decade or so, there's been some interest in it, uh, two decades or so because of cancer, but it stimulated look, looking into other chronic degenerative diseases. And so the papers are coming out now how it affects the cardiovascular system. But even cardiologists and, you know, cardiac surgeons, if you ask them how the, the cholesterol gets out of the, the uh, you know, subintima, they, they really don't know. They think most of the, in fact, if you look at the Cleveland Clinic um, studies, they show the cholesterol going up to the capillary wall. And it just doesn't go that way by the gradient, pressure gradients and by, by the, the by what we know now, it, it goes through the actual wall, through the elastic membrane, down into the lymphatics of the adventitia. And the lymphatics pick it up and carry it. <clears throat> and that's where things like stress modification, exercise, and diet are so important. Because what happens is, unless you have that and pure drinking, plenty of water, this uh, lymph fluid can be either sticky like a, a gel or or fluid, fluidic like a sol. So it's got the sol gel system. So you want to keep it in that thin, easily flowable um, type. Yeah. yeah right, Dr. Lamol, it's just fascinating. This is the year 2022. And the things that you're talking about, I mean, you would think we can put people on the moon and we can't 
figure out the lymphatic system. It's just, it's blowing my mind hearing you talk about this. And I'm just wondering, so what is spurring this interest in the research right now? It's hard to measure because of the low pressure system and the size. But what's interesting is what's happening now is that they're seeing that monoclonal antibodies are very important. They also are seeing that, in fact, autoimmune disease may well be the fact a delayed reaction of these re reparative macrophages and reparative signals to come into the tissue. So you constantly have the inflammatory messages coming in to, and it doesn't heal. So what's happening is people, drug companies are seeing a good product there. So they're, they're, um, they're getting interested in the lymphatics and I'd say for the last decade or two, there's been, you know, real interest in developing uh, drugs that would have antibodies that would would block the the, the, the autoimmune um, inflammation. So that that's what the interest. But you know, I we I first postulated this reverse cholesterol transport through the the medium size and large size arterial wall back in 1979. Wow. But I, I wrote the paper about it in 80, came out in 81. And uh, it, I did it in the Society of the Journal of Thoracic Surgery because that was my, I, I felt the best journal in my field. And mm -hmm. it was probably the wrong place to put it because it didn't really have a whole lot of interest in the, in the surgeons. <laughs> they didn't want to know where the cholesterol went. They just wanted to bypass it. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, you know, this is kind of a personal question because now you, you've got me a little scared, Dr. Lamole. I'm, I'm wondering now, is my lymphatic system functioning properly? What, you know, how would, is there a way that someone, would you feel it? How would you know if you, your lymphatic system is just not draining properly, if you kind of have this sluggish lymph? Yeah, well, usually, you know, the, the easiest thing to say is, well, you have a swelling and, you know, excess fluid, etc. But there is a certain subtility, too, that, that you get, you know, tired feelings and, and, and you just don't, you're not, don't feel healthful, you know, or healthy. But, you know, what's interesting to me is we always talk about three things or maybe four things that are helpful in chronic degenerative disease like heart disease, neurologic disease, GI systems, cancer, the, the, the exercise, mm -hmm. stress modification, and spirituality, if you want to consider the fourth, certainly, and, and, uh, and diet. Now, interestingly, those are the things that everybody says helps. Alzheimer's disease helps. Mm -hmm. uh, heart disease helps. Uh, GI symptoms help. Why? because every one of those things uh, are important for the, the lymphatic flow. The, all those things, for example, exercise, you can increase your lymph flow three to seven times what it is in, with good exercise. Uh, you diet polyphenols and flavonoids in green leafy vegetables or in fruits will increase the lymphatic flow. Smoking will scar the lymphatic flow. Stress will cause epinephrine and cortisol chronic stress scar scarifies the limbs. 
I used, when we used to do cardiac surgery, if we went into a person with no coronary disease, but let's say an aortic valve or mitral valve, the, you could see it. There was no little white sclerotic scar tissue lymphatics. The ones with the coronary needed a coronary bypass. If you biopsy these little fine white lines, you send it to the lab, and we come back sclerotic lymphatics. Mm -hmm. So that's wow. over the years they're scarred. So that was what got my interest in it, and we did experiments with uh, you know I was in a lab and we were able to create lymphatics um, uh, early atherosclerosis by ligating the lymphatics of the heart. So we know that that's you know that there's a connection between that, and the same thing has happened in the neurologic patients in, in Alzheimer's disease. For example, it's been probably been the last decade or maybe even less that we realized that there are lymphatics that drain the brain. Now, we didn't know that as physicians, you know, we never, they said, well, how can you drain a closed cavity? Right. Well, we know now that the, ner the nerves actually shrink to leave more room, and they found a little sleeve that the cerebrospinal fluid goes down in the, in the capillaries, and the fluid goes in, and it binds the amyloid, uh, and it takes it to the middle portion, and it's picked up by the CSF on the venous side, which goes into the dura model lymphatics, to down to the deep cervical lymphatics, into the nodes that process that. And that's how you clear, in fact, it occurs at night. 70 or 80% of the clearance of your brain, that's why you need a good sleep, because mm. 70 or 80% of it is during sleep. In fact, if you lie on one side, it's probably better clearance than lying on, on the yeah. back. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't remember learning the lymphatic system for the brain, Dr. Lamole. And I was in medical school in the early 90s. So we, we no one was talking about it back then. No, no. Um, and so I, but, it, but it makes sense. Dr. Chris and I were talking about this. Remember? You know, when she yeah. was talking about the, the brain has a lymphatic system. And I'm like, oh, well, of, course, of course it does. It's an important, I mean, why wouldn't it have a draining system, right? You know, so, Open and obvious in the right there and staring us in the face. And for years we said you can't have it, you know. But what's interesting to me is all these chronic diseases can be helped by the uh, the epigenetic modalities that we can do ourselves. And all of them are pointing towards a better lymphatic flow. Plenty of good water, exercise, stress modification, and uh, and uh, spirituality. And we know. I mean, they've done studies to show that polyphenols in green leafy vegetables will increase the lymphatic flow. Flavonoids like um, uh, hesperidin will increase uh, lymphatic flow. Uh, deep breathing and exercise, you, your diaphragm, you know, the thoracic duct takes about 80% of the lymph. So when you deep breathe, it's like squeezing your thoracic, the thoracic duct has one-way valves that, that uh, when it goes up, it doesn't come back down because the valves close off. Right. So you take a big deep breath, the diaphragm goes in, you, your intrathoracic pressure decreases, so the fluid flows more easily. So that goes up and then it dumps into the subclavian, process through that to the liver, et cetera, et cetera. But that's how you deliver your, your fat and big proteins and messenger right. and signals. So it's interesting to me that Everybody says, oh, you do this for cancer, you do that. It's always the same thing, and it's the thing that focuses. Once you start thinking about, it makes sense to say, 
you know, that the lymphatics are involved in this. And once you start doing that, you can't not do it. You say, this is, this is how it's working. Yeah. And you, wow. This is, I mean, it, the way that you have just described this, it, it just seems like it's a no brainer that you need to support the lymphatic, like all roads lead to the lymphatic system. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's right. Or they, they, from the lymphatics and to the lymphatics, because they're involved in the, the fluid balance. For example, we 10 or 15% of our fluid leaks out the capillary when it goes in and doesn't come back. So the lymph has to take that up and pump it back into the, into the vascular system. Right. And so, uh, you know, it, it handles the fats and the proteins, it handles toxins, and it handles um, fluid balance. So it's very, very important. And uh, in the GI system, for example, think of how much lymph lymphatic tissue there is in the GI system. Right. Yeah. I mean, more than any other organ. And the GI system is like a second brain too. It's got more neuron cells than the spinal cord. So, so there's an interaction between the brain and the gut and all those messages and signals that are either like the cytokine NFB uh, uh, is so it's big protein. So it has to go through the lymphatics to get here and there. So, you know, so everything that was a a Dr. Peterson in Denmark did an interesting study where he took 10 healthy volunteers and he he took a sub, uh, a a toxin, an E. coli toxin, not a toxic toxin, but one that would raise it. uh, tumor necrosis factor. So he told them, he gave them the injection. He told them to go out and just lie down and rest for three hours. And they did that. And he took the blood after three hours and they had a, a little spike in the, of the cytokine. Then they came back a couple of weeks later. He asked them, did the same thing. He said, now go take this bicycle and go as fast as you can for three hours. After three hours, he took the blood sample. There wasn't even a blip. I mean, wow. so the lymphatics cleared the the, the uh, everything away and took care of the uh, E. coli toxin, and they couldn't even measure the change in it. So wow. we know these things, but but the translating this stuff from the research lab to the doctor on this on in in this on the street is very very difficult right right yeah and that's where i kind of want to talk a little bit about with you dr lamole is what you know what is the future of all this i mean you've you've highlighted this in in the book lymph and longevity uh by the way listeners you can check that out at amazon.com where are we going with all this like do you what role do you see uh the lymph system playing in future treatment of cancers and chronic yeah. inflammatory diseases. Well, I think it's going to have a significant role in, in, in things like cancer and, and, and the trajectory is towards, you know, the, the stimulus is going to be, as we know, uh, pharmaceutical uh, uh, interest in, in, in it. So that they're going, they're going to be looking at, at uh, monoclonal antibodies, mRNA and things like that, that, that the lymphatics would be involved in. But the actual, you know, it's going to take kind of a, an understanding of the populace to, to get involved in, you know, in better lymph health because the, 
the money that's going into lymph research is towards something that's marketable. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I and I remember you mentioning something about it's now being um, incorporated more into the medical school curriculum. Oh, absolutely. I well, I I, I created a, a, a lymphatic integrative center at Temple University School of Medicine, that's the Cat School of Medicine, because I I thought it was important to fund and support researchers that would have. A, a, a scientific interest rather than a rather than an interest in you know what what uh, thing they can patent or sell so so the, they have a they have a, a very interesting it's been about a year and a half now that they've been looking at um, uh, just looking at things that uh, pertain to the lymphatic system and What's interesting is that the people that were there in the cardiovascular research, they're all, most all PhDs, most of them, are kind of, you know, neophytes and conversion to, because they, they start thinking about lymphatic, because if you're not involved in this, you rarely read these, these uh, papers that are basic science papers that are coming out of like University of Washington uh, and Mount Sinai and places like that, where the basic science is being produced in journals that most practicing physicians would never even knew existed, let alone read them. Right. Yeah. Well, this is fascinating. Uh, Again, listeners, it's Lymph and Longevity. You can check it out at Amazon. I encourage you to... uh, Learn about the lymph system. It's it's actually pretty important. I think Dr. Lamol would agree with me on that. Uh, Dr. Lamol, thank you for coming on the show today. We really appreciate your time uh, and the effort that you're putting in t- uh, to highlighting a system in the body that, listen, as, as Dr. Crystal said, looks like all roads lead to. So <laughs> it's something we need to take care of. Well, thank you for inviting me, and, and it's been a real pleasure. And don't forget, listeners, you can go to liveforeverish.com to download more podcasts just like this one you heard. That's liveforeverish.com. When you do that, please like, share, comment, and subscribe so you never miss a show. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.